0: Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Mind Universe. It has been a while, and over the past few weeks and perhaps months as well, a lot has been going on. And, well, the good that would come out of all of what has been going on is that it gave me a lot to think about and reflect on. And well, perhaps uh, I'll try as much as I can to talk about some of that in this episode. There's gonna be uh, a lot of things that I'd like to discuss. One of them is this is something I've been struggling with a lot, especially of late. It's having the habit of overanalyzing and overdoing starting from scratch and well obviously this isn't visible to anyone else Uh, i have a habit of always deleting what i make or what i create including the content for the podcast when i'm recording something and i i would be talking for a while then i'd be like No, that's not good enough. It has to go. And then I would delete it, and I would start over, and then maybe I would say something that I didn't feel strongly about, something that felt off or wasn't downright said to perfection, and then I would delete the whole thing and start over again. Now, in moderation, that would be okay if you know if you say say a few things that didn't work out and then you'd be like yeah i'm gonna start over that would be fine but i've been observing myself doing this way too often to a point where it is hindering my workflow it's practically stopping me from working altogether i would always end up instead of let's say choosing to publish something i would end up deleting it and just you know there's there's something interesting about that behavior because the act is done the work is done um, you've you've already recorded or uh, created or written what you had intended to create and it's there in front of you and well that's all good and nice but this isn't something um, you're creating for the sake of practice, or p- perhaps that is part of it, but it's not the only reason. So, there are other reasons. You're creating to express, you're creating to share with others, to publish. For example, when you're writing a, a paper, or when you're doing a work of art, um, when you're in this case, recording an, a, an episode for a podcast. Now, I'm recording this for a podcast. It, it, it is counterproductive to end up deleting it altogether and be like, well, I said what I wanted to say, it's good enough. No, that is not good enough. And there's something interesting about it because there's a difference between the process of creating something and the end result, when you finish it and you have it in front of you. Now, usually those two come together. And also, both of them separately can feel fulfilling. Let's say you work on something and the process was not fulfilling, it was just, you know, a regular process. You, you tried to make something and you didn't really enjoy the process, but the end result Feels fulfilling, it feels like you've created something worth being proud of. And the alternative is true. You could feel happy and fulfilled having gone through the process of creating it, but the end result doesn't matter. So it's all good and fine. But there are times when, if they are not both there, rather, if you work on something and you put in the effort and then you end up with nothing it becomes draining in a way because well you've worked hard you've done something and you've taken the time effort energy and attention to work on this but then there is no this you've just deleted it now it's possible to say I can start over, I can do it again, but it still is daunting to go through the process again if you are feeling empty. There are many times when it's okay to do that and you don't feel empty, you just take a break and then you try again and that's completely okay and it's completely possible. But when it's something that has creativity in it and it has thinking involved in it sometimes when you it's it's think of it this way you know when you're writing a research or you're creating something that you've worked on and then you delete it you will not feel like writing it again and if you do write it again you will not be as enthusiastic or as energetic about it you're not going to be happy about it so anyway it it has been a problem and It isn't a new problem for me. I've dealt with this before many times in fact, but um, It's it's like Something that kept spiraling and growing in size to a point that it is now not a small problem. It grew bigger It's something that is Consuming the the whole content Uh, if, if I keep doing it this way seeking perfection Although I don't think perfection is the only reason I have been deleting uh, the content that I'm producing, um, I've been observing myself doing the same thing with my writings. Although in writing I am far more uh, comfortable. Let's say I'm not I'm not exceeding my comfort zone that much because I've been doing it for so long now. It's. It's something that comes to me more naturally than recording an episode, for example, or uh, creating a work of art. Although those do come to me naturally, but not as much as writing. So this vortex that has grown and is making me unable to record or create art, and and I'll get to that in a minute, it hasn't severely damaged my writings, I am writing less, rather, no, I am I'm, I'm writing just as often, but I am deleting more, but because I'm writing a lot, I'm not deleting everything, and, and, and I'm confident enough to not delete everything, and my workflow in writing is perhaps formidable enough to withstand this behavior, but... That is not to say it isn't being damaged. Uh, I'm finding myself in doubt when it comes to what I write, and I find myself not liking um, my writings, and in a way the words themselves are missing something. It's as if there is no soul in them. And, And that's perhaps a weird thing to say, but, you know, when you're saying something or writing it or creating it, whatever it may be, um, you feel yourself centered, you feel like this is coming truly from within you, and it has substance. Now, this behavior has been taking away from that substance, and what's left, although the writings are still there, they are, you know, I'm still writing them, they aren't Damaged in a way, and still, I know, it's strange to say that, but the point is, the effect of this doubt is taking its toll, even on the things that are being presented. So, my writings are formidable enough to withstand this desire to always end up tossing everything uh, in the trash can and, you know, not not publishing or saving, let's say, at, at the very least, you would want to save a draft. I have reached a point where I don't even do that. It's, it's the same thing for, like, when I'm recording something and I go for a, a good amount of time of talking, I can't just save it and keep it on my PC. No, I just delete it altogether. I'd be like, no, this is not good enough. This is this is too embarrassing to be published or be shown publicly. <sighs> so, one thing that crosses my mind is by addressing something, maybe you are not going to provide a solution to it, but at least you are headed in that direction. You if you, if you deny the existence of a problem, that will not make it go away. It will remain there, and most likely it will stay. Actually, most likely it will not just stay, it will grow bigger. Which, honestly, this is the case here. What happened is that it did grow bigger. Um, I have been, I mean, be, besides the podcast, I have been creating artwork and deleting it throwing it away, like just tossing it in the trash can, because I feel as if nothing I would produce is good enough, and this is this is a funny thing, the other day I saw a meme, and I, this is something I love about memes, memes portray something so accurately that you would look at it and you'd be like, oh yes, this is exactly how it is. Anyway, so the meme is of the distracted boyfriend checking out another girl while his girlfriend is looking at him in shock and disbelief. The other girl is other artists work and the guy is the artist and the girlfriend is their own art. And this is this is basically how I felt when I saw it. I was like, yes, I always look at other artists' work as, as it should be. Their artwork is amazing. And I'd be like, wow, this is amazing. While my own artwork, I'd be ignoring or deleting. This is the case here. I, I have been deleting my own artwork. Uh, and, and here's where the meme strikes true. I've shared it with a few uh, artists that I know, and their work is so uh, beautiful, so detailed, and is like you can tell they've put a lot of work in into that work, uh, into that art. And when I show them, they'd be like, "This is definitely how I feel. I don't like my own artwork, yet I love the artwork of others." And I'm I'm sure this taps into the imposter syndrome where you know you feel like you're an imposter you don't deserve any recognition that you may have gotten because you are so aware of your shortcomings and you know that you're someone capable of doing badly you're someone capable of failing so often that when you succeed It feels as if it's a strike of luck, and at any moment, someone will come out and, you know, call you out. And they'd be like, you're an imposter, you always fail, and you're terrible, and, well, this is just a lucky fluke. And that's how you feel. Anyway, that that meme is... What uh, This is something I definitely struggle with, and perhaps others do as well. You do not see the beauty in what you create, rather you see it as bad and imperfect and downright embarrassing. So, I have been, honestly, in, in this regard when it comes to creating art, I am practicing, so there is still benefit to the act itself. Um, I have been sculpting and I have been creating things that part of me is proud of because I am comparing it to the things that I used to create in the past which were more embarrassing Uh, this is still, like part of me still thinks this is embarrassing but compared to how I was before rather how my artwork was before uh, it is less embarrassing than that so... Um, still, I would create something and spend a good amount of time on it, and then when when I take a break, um, instead of continuing it or, let's say, polishing it up for... You know, to have it as a finished piece, I would just be like, yeah, this is enough. I don't want to work on this anymore. And I would just toss it away. And well, perhaps it's a normal thing to feel embarrassed about the things that you're creating. Not always the case, but sometimes you get that feeling. and, And that's completely normal. But when it comes to the work of art that I'm making right now, rather, if I'm being... More accurate. I'm not embarrassed by my work mostly because I see the things that I am able to self assess in myself and my work. For example, I am tending to more often uh, assess my perspective, proportions, the light and shadow, the composition, and you know, the form, the edges, and even. Uh, the knowledge of the subject matter is there for me so um, and another thing especially since I've been sculpting human anatomy figures uh, I'm seeing that my workflow is way faster than it used to be, than it used to be um, so it used to take me roughly three hours just to block out a human shape um, and as of late I was able to do that in less than fifteen minutes, and the, the shape is way better than before. Like, the anatomy is more accurate, the proportions are clearer and better defined. And, you know, when, you, when you're an artist and you want to create something, you have an image in your mind. And it isn't always the case that the work that you produce is close to that image usually it's it's a bit off it, it turns out not as you wish uh, for it to turn out um, I have been able to bridge that gap and yeah so there is that it's even the case when you want to explore and create something you haven't exactly uh, formulated in your mind so for example you uh, collect up a bunch of references you You have an idea for a hand, an idea for a head, an idea for a character design, and and you haven't exactly decided what it's going to be. Um, Having the skill set to be able to make something skillfully and having the fundamentals in mind, uh, you would be able to do that as well. It doesn't have to be something you know how it's going to be like. It's just... uh, an an adventure of sorts, and the end result is the goal for that adventure. Still, while I do feel proud that I'm able to create something like that, or, you know, something like the artwork that I'm able to create, that hasn't stopped me from going ahead and just deleting it and throwing it away. So, And I'll get to the reason, I believe, why I have been doing that um, soon. It has to do with this contamination narrative that I have been having in my head, but we will get to that in a minute. I want to say something in regards to why am I talking about things that I'm dealing with. Because, mostly, Mind Universe is about you the listener it's about the things that you go through as as a human being rather as anyone who would be listening and i remember i mentioned this in a previous episode Um, i just don't remember exactly which one it was i said that although i'm talking about these issues and these problems that you would go through i always found myself going through them myself. I found myself applying the things that I'm talking about on myself as well. So, in a way, I am a listener just as much as I am a speaker here. So, by talking about these things and these issues, even if they are personal to me, I think and also hope that you would relate to them too, and that perhaps you are dealing with them or have dealt with them, or maybe in the future you will find yourself facing them. So, in regards to the contamination narrative, it has to do with uh, narrative psychology. Uh, A quote by Julie Beck from Life's Stories, uh, quote, in narrative psychology, a person's life story becomes a form of identity as how they choose to reflect on, integrate, and tell the facts and events of their life, not only reflects but also shapes who they are, End quote. So, having a contamination narrative makes you feel like... The past that has happened to you uh, has affected you in a way that is uh, deteriorating you and it's making you feel like you're becoming less, you're becoming worse. And uh, no matter what you do next, you are a damaged good. You are someone who is hurt, someone who is less than who they were. And in a way, you believe that the positive that has been there uh, is now irrevocably spoiled ruined and cannot be recovered and you dwell on the negative you dwell on how uh, you have moved from an emotionally positive scenario to an emotionally negative one and it feels like the good has been undermined by the bad that has followed it and well i have had this contamination narrative for a long time now it has been perhaps years um, and what helped me get out of it is i've changed my let's say uh, narrative from a contamination one into a redemption one so the redemption narrative is one where despite the negative feelings um the hope for transformation keeps you going and you feel rather you view you are redeemable rather the bad that has happened to you is redeemable and and you can salvage the bad that has happened into something good and something that helps you say you know what i've had bad things happen to me life hasn't been fair and i have been hurt and despite how painful it feels and how much uh, I've fallen down, I can get back up and I can become better, stronger, wiser. And the person that comes out of it is someone who found redemption, someone who uh, is gonna be better than who they were, despite all that has happened to them. You focus on transformation from a bad scenario and a bad situation into a subsequent good and positive scene. Having a contamination narrative is such such a devastating thing. You view yourself as a bad existence. You view yourself as a problem. And, you know, you carry that heavy weight around with you. And perhaps transforming that into... A redemption narrative isn't easy and it's a journey it takes time it takes effort it takes uh, reflection and self-discovery perhaps self-rediscovery but it's a journey worth taking so yeah i'd like to mention that It has been a year since I started Mind Universe. The first episode aired on the 2nd of August, 2020. It's good to see that the podcast is going well, and I'll continue to work hard on it. Make sure to subscribe to the channel to receive notifications of any upcoming episodes. And if you enjoy the content that I provide, give it a rating of 5 stars on Apple Podcasts that helps the channel grow and reach a larger audience. Also, I post writings, artworks, podcast updates, and sometimes audio content on social media, so follow me there if you haven't already. You can find all my social media accounts at the following link, direct.me slash Fahad. I'm active there and I aim to bring value in the content that I'm providing, whether it's in writings, artworks, video, and audio. That is at the following link, direct.me. Your support is greatly appreciated. This is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope it was helpful and informative, and I hope you enjoyed as well. I'll talk to you next time.